Hi, everyone. Happy Wicked Wednesday. Welcome to Shivers Haunted. I'm Gina Grossbauer, your curator for all things spooky. I apologize in advance for the sound of my voice and stuffiness, just getting over a cold. Last week, I had the opportunity to cross an item off of my bucket list. I went to Disney to experience their Halloween festivities. I wanted to take that experience and use it as an opportunity to discuss some of the more grim details of Disney and hidden Easter eggs found within the horror and Disney relationship. To get this spooky childhood train moving, let's talk about a true artistic pioneer in the world of the weird and the wonderful. That's Tim Burton. Tim Burton actually started his career as an animator at Disney. He created his first film under the Disney productions in 1982 called Vincent, which became his first short story running at only five minutes long. He was given a budget to work on another movie called The Black Cauldron, which was deemed too scary for children and locked away into the Disney vaults. After this, Tim Burton created the original Frankenweenie and received the same, same feedback. The studio fired him after this due to artistic differences. After Disney saw Burton's successes with Beetlejuice and Batman, though, they hired him back and assisted in the creation of The Nightmare Before Christmas. His career after that has been very off and on with Disney, but needless to say, has been incredibly successful for both parties. The opportunity to view movies like The Nightmare Before Christmas as a child, in my opinion, truly opens the door to the macabre that children are otherwise shielded from. It's the first peek into the dark side and could lead some to believe that horror fandom starts at childhood. Another famous person not really known to have an affiliation with Disney is Greg Nicotero. Known as the primary director, producer, and special effects and makeup artist of The Walking Dead, Greg Nicotero has been in the horror world for many decades behind the scenes. Starting out his career under Tom Savini, working on the set of the Day of the Dead film. Many people don't know that one of his first films was called Gross Anatomy, which was a Disney horror drama film about med students. Greg Nicotero got the job because he studied pre-med and was well-versed in special effects, and blending that together was able to give him the cool combination of blood and biology. As his rise through fame and recognition continued over the years, Greg Nicotero has been a huge contributor to Universal Halloween Horror Nights, helping with the makeup direction and assisting in previous years Walking Dead Haunted House. Pretty cool. Diving deeper into Disney itself, one thing that's really stuck out to me about the Disney parks is the use of symbols and weird messaging hidden in posters and themes throughout different rides and attractions. Some are more hidden and some are more blatant, such as the Haunted Mansion. For those of you not familiar with the Haunted Mansion, it's one of the rides located in Magic Kingdom, telling the story of a haunted mansion home to 999 ghosts, focusing primarily on a missing bride and a deceased groom. The Haunted Mansion itself in Disneyland, California, is modeled after a famous haunted house on a plantation in Louisiana, having ties to voodoo and potential black magic. As we see throughout the house, there's a mysterious floating woman, or a floating head, named Madame Leota, who speaks in riddles and rhymes in hopes of bringing our 999 ghosts to life. For our Disneyland house in California, Madame Leota is thought to be a voodoo queen and clairvoyant. However, based on the Haunted Mansion in Disney World, Florida, we find out that Madame Leota was a witch living in Salem, fleeing at the start of the witch trials. 
She befriended the rich family who owned the haunted mansion and was eventually buried on their land, <clears throat> leaving her spirit to linger and lead those who enter the haunted mansion. One of the sons of the rich family is our deceased groom, and he met a woman named Constance that he fell in love with. He had to learn the hard way that Constance was a murderer, marrying rich men, killing them, taking their wealth through insurance and inheritance. We see the names of all of her victims on the tombstones outside the haunted mansion, revealing that she's killed five wealthy men before our current groom, each having their heads chopped off by a hatchet. In the entry room to the haunted mansion ride, us, the audience, find ourselves in the famous stretching room, showing the message that not everything is what it seems to be, but also showing us an elder version of Constance, proving that she has not been caught and she's still out there murdering in her old age. Moving forward in the ride, there's a shop outside of the Haunted Mansion, serving as a normal gift shop for guests with Haunted Mansion memorabilia, but it's called Memento Mori. The Latin phrase Memento Mori literally re means, remember that you must die. The phrase has its origins in ancient Rome, where it's believed that slaves accompanying generals on victory parades whispered the words as a reminder of their common commander's mortality to prevent them from being consumed by their own ego, essentially keeping them humble. Another variant of the theme is the dance macabre, or the dance of death, which is a late medieval allegory of the universality of death. No matter one station in life, the dance of death unites us all. The dance macabre consists of a skeletal grim reaper leaning dancing figures of all ages and from all walks of life to the grave. The earliest graphic depictions of the dance macabre appeared in the 15th century, but the genre has persisted per to present day. For the sake of the Haunted Mansion, it's said that Madame Leota had a curiosity store full of tarot cards and things of that nature called Memento Mori that still runs today. I just find it so interesting that these dark themes and messages are on blatant display in a children's park. But as an adult, it's really cool to see all of these details that have gone into the storytelling for a simple theme park ride. Many of you know The Haunted Mansion is a Disney movie, but what about the other creepy and spooky Disney movies? I've already talked about the insanity that is the film, Don't Look Under the Bed. But what if I told you that Disney princess stories are the scariest of them all? Aside from the horror that a man needs to save you in order for you to be alive or to be happy, please gag me, <laughs> the origins of most Disney princess stories come from the Brothers Grimm tales. The Grimm brothers were two brothers living in Germany in the late 1700s, early 1800s, who wrote horror stories, some more violent and gorish than others, but all scary nonetheless. Their most famous story included Hansel and Gretel, Cinderella, Rumpelstiltskin, Red Riding Hood, and Snow White. As we all know, Hansel and Gretel is messed up in its own right and has been used by Disney as a way of teaching kids to not talk to strangers. However, let's focus on Snow White and Cinderella, simple princess stories that most of us have been told as children with secretly messed up origins. The story of Cinderella is similar to the Disney one, focusing on a housemaiden going to a nighttime ball, finding Prince Charming and losing her shoe. Except this time, the stepmother forces Cinderella to sleep next to the furnace on the ashes. <coughs> Excuse me. Which is where the name Cinderella came from, meaning little ash girl in French. 
and the fairy godmother in this story is the ghost of Cinderella's dead mother. She visits the gravesite of her mother multiple times a day, and her wishes are granted by the seeming spirit of her mother, receiving her dress from the ball, from birds sitting on top of a tree near the grave. As the prince goes around town looking for whose shoe this is that was left behind, the evil stepmother forces her two daughters to chop off their toes in order to fit into the glass shoe. After the shoe fits Cinderella perfectly, Prince realizes the wrongs of the family. When the wedding with the prince was to be held, the two stepsisters came, wanting to gain favor with Cinderella and to share her good fortune. When the bridal couple walked into the church, the older sister walked on the right side and the younger on the left, and the birds from the top of Cinderella's mother's grave pecked out one eye from each of each sister. Afterwards, as they came out of the church, the older one was on the left side, younger on the right, and the bird pecked out the other eye from each of them. Thus, for their wickedness and falsehood, they are punished for blindness as long as they lived. Snow White is another story focusing on bad step-parents. Snow White was born to the queen of the town, being the most beautiful baby ever created. The queen died during childbirth, and the king remarried a horrible woman who was obsessed with beauty and looks. As Snow White aged, the stepmother began to hate her, and the mirror on the wall told her that Snow White was the most beautiful, not the queen. After this, the stepmother ordered a huntsman to take Snow White out into the woods and kill her, bringing back her liver and lungs as proof that she was dead. The huntsman felt bad and told Snow White to run away. He killed a boar and gave the lungs and liver to the evil stepmother, which she then cooked and ate in hopes of attaining Snow White's beauty, thinking that she was eating Snow White. The mirror on the wall told the queen that Snow White was still alive, though, so this is where the story is the same. She finds Snow White at the Seven Dwarfs' house and tries to po poison Snow White three times. The first two, Snow White saved by the dwarves, but the last she's actually killed by a poison apple. The dwarves believe that she's too pretty to be buried into the ground, so they display her in a glass coffin on top of a mountain and visit her daily. As time goes on, she does not decay. Prince rides by and says that she's the most beautiful thing that he's ever seen, and he'll do anything to take her coffin with him. The dwarves allow it, and as they're moving the coffin, the piece of the apple that she bit dislodges from her throat, and thus Snow White is alive. The prince says that he loves her and wants her to be his wife. She agrees, and they invite the evil stepmother to the wedding, forcing her to dance on hot iron shoes until she falls down dead. Thanks for listening to today's topic on Disney mixed with horror. Check out some films that you saw as a child and see if you can pinpoint their dark origins. Hope you all enjoy your Wicked Wednesday. Stay healthy and safe out there.